Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 45 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to this episode. I'm really excited about this episode because we are talking about one of my favorite things when it comes to a product-based business, and that is how to create a more high-end or luxury brand for your business. Um, And so if you're someone who has an existing product-based business, so whether you have a Shopify store, a subscription box, or even an Etsy store, and you're looking to level up, you're looking to turn your brand into more luxury, into more high-end, then this episode is perfect for you. And just as a little teaser, if you feel like this, if you feel like you are someone who your brand is, you know, is great, but you're really wanting to make it more high end and more luxury, please reach out to me on Instagram. So I have an idea for something, maybe a group coaching program or a mini course, or maybe I'm not sure yet. I'm still in that like idea phase. But this is something that I'm very passionate about. And so if you are someone who wants to create a more high-end brand for your business, please reach out to me. I probably have a couple of questions for you and I want to kind of get your ideas on something I have as an idea. So again, find me on Instagram, um, carrie.a.fitzgerald, and I'll link that below, of course. Um, and if you're someone who is looking to start a product-based business and you're and you have an idea, like you feel like you want to be more of a of a high-end business, then this episode is also perfect for you. And the reason I love this topic is because when I was starting my product-based business, the Dapper Dog Box, I set out to create the most high-end dog subscription box business. So I didn't start off my business saying, oh, I'm going to create the cheapest thing. I created my business knowing I am going to be the most expensive dog subscription box business. And that's kind of a ballsy move. It, like when you kind of think about it, it it kind of is ballsy to say I'm going to be the most expensive thing. But here's my thing, guys. There will always be market for a luxury brand. Always. There's always a group of people who will 100% pay for something that is the most expensive thing. If you have all the things that I'm going to talk about today set up for your business, there's always a always a market. Um, what there isn't always a market for is like the low end, cheap bargain stuff. Um, people are moving away from that. You know, people can order that kind of stuff from Amazon. But if you have a high end brand, um, people will always pay for that. So, and like an example of something is that uh, last. Thanksgiving or yeah, last Thanksgiving. And I talked about this in one of my podcast episodes. I think it was the, 
episode about brand. Yeah, it was the episode about building, um, creating a brand with Letitia Lynch. It's like one of my first podcast episodes, but we talked about the cheesecake thing and it, I was like dying laughing. So I, <laughs> for, for Thanksgiving this past year, um, I, you know, supported my local businesses. I live in Gig Harbor, Washington, and the local businesses and restaurants were having Thanksgiving meals. And so I bought, you know, a Thanksgiving meal from one of the restaurants. And then another restaurant who they had sold out, it's this restaurant, it's a wine bar. It's called Morso in Gig Harbor. It's so cute. So if you ever come to Gig Harbor, Washington, you have to go to Morso. It's super cute. Um, but they were selling a pumpkin cheesecake and it was $40. And I know you're thinking like, are you on crack? Why would you ever buy a $40 cheesecake? But it was because of the the branding. It was because it was high end. It was like the photos were luxury, the packaging, the way it was presented. And when I saw that for me, I appreciate those small touches to detail. And I will spend more money on a product that has those visual touches and again, we're going to talk about that in this episode. So yeah, I bought a $40 cheesecake and it's a great example of something that is probably way overpriced and that's fine. Like I will pay for it. Um, if you have amazing packaging, if you take the time to create that experience for me and you know any other customer, then I will pay for it. And guess what? Other people will pay for it too. So don't always think you have to race to the bottom and know that people will always pay money for things that look better. So just a little tip. But anyway, let's kind of dive into it. So for this, I'm just going to go through, um, I think there's about five or six things that we can touch upon quickly on how to create that high-end or luxury brand for your business. So the first one is you have to position your product in a unique way. So you have to know what is my unique selling proposition. So you'll probably hear me and other people talk about um, USP, and that means unique selling proposition. Um, I also like to say uh, key selling point. Sorry, I was like thinking what the the acronym KSP. So what is your key selling point? I say that all the time. So you really have to understand your key selling point or your unique selling proposition. And really what that means is what makes you different? What makes you a must-have product versus your competitors? Um, We can also look at this as like product positioning. Um, There's an amazing book by April Dunford called Obviously Awesome. If you are a product biz, you have to read this book. I'm going to link it below. It's You can order from Amazon. Amazon, literally get it tomorrow, probably. But it's a must have. Um, Rachel, I'm sorry, did I say Rachel Dunford? April Dunford is a genius. And I have to get her on this podcast. (laughs) I'm putting that out into the world that I need to get April Dunford on this podcast because she's a genius. And I literally talk about her book to everyone. Um, It's a must have please do yourself an order. I think it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. It will like literally change your life. Even if you're not a high-end business, still order her book. It's amazing. But you have to understand how to position your product against your competitors. And so to do all that stuff, you have to actually know who your competitors are. So this is something that I ask all my one-on-one clients to do. Like I need to understand who your competitors are and I need you to understand how are you different from them? What makes you different versus them? And a lot of people don't really actually understand sort of how like what makes their business different so the easiest thing to do here there's two things one is 
competitive analysis. So make a list of your competitors and just go through and really figure out um, what products they offer, um, what their price points are. How does their website and branding look? Like, does it feel high end? Can you kind of take a look through and figure out who they're trying to target? And you actually can. Like one of my clients is a um, dog subscription box business, and I had him literally list out all of his competitors and go through every single website and try to figure out who that person was trying to target. And if you're kind of listening and you're thinking it right now, well, how on earth would I do that? You actually can tell. Like if you actually make a list of competitors and go through. So if you're a, um, let's say you're a, a dog subscription box business. I'm just going to use that as an example. You can list out BarkBox, the Dapper Dog Box, um, Pup Joy, Pup Crate. Is Pup Crate a box? Maybe I made that up. Pup pup box. Sorry. Um, who else is there? Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking all the dog subscription boxes out there. Um, and Pure Earth Pets. That's another one. Hey, Leanne. Pure Earth Pets is amazing, by the way. It's a sustainable dog subscription box business. So if you are if you have a dog and you care about the environment, please look them up. They're awesome. Um anyway, so you just go through and look like list out all the different brands, look at their price points and you can kind of tr- you actually can try to really figure out who they're trying to target. So Pure Earth Pets is targeting um you know like millennial dog moms, dog dads, but dog moms for the most part who also care about the earth and environment. So they're targeting a very specific person versus someone like um, who else is there? Like Dapper Dog Box, my my old brand that is no longer mine because I sold it in 2019. But I was targeting um, like dog moms who you know they were they they had careers. They were like you know in marketing or, or PR. They lived in urban areas and they did not have kids. Their dog was like their kid and their dog was their entire world. And I did try to target like a more um, like affluent person because my box was the most expensive. So I would be targeting very different people than like, let's say Bully Make, for example. Bully Make is a brand for heavy chewers. But when you look at their branding and their messaging, I've believe they're targeting males like everything is is orange and black and it just has this like masculine energy to it and they target like pit bulls and staffies and for the most part like I'm gonna stereotype a little bit here but if you look if you're out in the streets looking around how often do you see like a big pit bull or staffy being walked by a female I'm sure you do you know, and I love pit bulls, so I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I feel like they're more, that's what a guy would buy. So again, I'm stereotyping here a little bit. So if you're listening and you're like, well, I have a pit bull and I'm not a guy, just, just ignore me. Um, I'm just kind of going with what I see out on the streets. So, so bully make is targeting totally different people than the dapper dog box or pure earth pets. So you have to understand those those things very in-depthly. So what I just told you, I just gave you three different examples of three different dog subscription boxes targeting three different people. So if Pure Earth Pets was like, well, what is my unique selling point? Their unique selling point is really focused on not the dog part, but actually like the sustainability part. Um, their ideal customer has to care about being more sustainable. Um, They care about living a more eco-friendly life. They care about recycling. They care about 
not getting plastic dumped into the ocean. Um, they they probably support brands like the, you know, like the metal straws and, and all that kind of stuff. So you have to understand all that stuff to know what your unique selling proposition is. So again, I just gave you an example of, of pet brands, right? And that's what you have to do for your own business is li- list out your competitors and try to figure out, well, who are they trying to target here and what makes my product different or unique? The other thing that you can do if you're still like, oh, I'm not sure, I don't know how to do that, go to your competitors and go through their Facebook pages any type of place where there's reviews, customer reviews. So Google Google My Business, um, Facebook pages, Yelp, um, even like Create Joy Marketplace might have some of your subscription box. Even on websites, some websites will have product reviews on there. And go and look at what customers are writing. Customers generally will either write a review if they love you or they hate you. So look at the stuff that people didn't like about the brands. Like, they use too much plastic. Their packaging sucks. Um, I hate the crinkle wrap inside the box. Um, I don't know. There will be things that people will always complain about, but you need to make a note of all those things that people don't like and look for opportunities. What are people hating about that one brand? How could you incorporate those things into your brand? Because that's what customers actually want. So you need to go through and be like a little detective and investigator and figure out what your what your competitors, customers like and don't like, and what are the opportunities for you that you could implement for your business? So that is number one is you have to really define your unique selling proposition and your product positioning. That's that's a no brainer. You have to do that to, to be a luxe high end brand. You have to do something a little bit different, but you have to truly understand what your customers uh, want from you. Okay. Let's move on to number two. That's going to be building a strong brand identity through visuals. So when I say visuals, I'm going to really, in this context, refer to colors and fonts for your brand. Logo in in some capacity, yes. I do think you have to have a a decent logo. Um, I'm not always a, a huge logo fan. I think logos can be a little overrated, especially if you're a new business, but I do think if you're a high-end brand, you you do need to have a, you know a pretty good logo. But for this, I'm really referring to colors and fonts. So um, most high-end brands actually have simple branding. Um, if you look at something like a like Box Fox, for example, they are a client gifting service. I want to say their colors are like be- like a beigey taupe. I don't even know. I forget. Like a beigey taupe, black, white. Uh, maybe another like pretty muted color. But a lot of high-end brands actually have very simple colors and they have simple fonts. So if your branding is like all over the place, it's like way too wacky, that doesn't always fit the mold of a high-end brand. With that said, that doesn't mean that your business can't be a high-end brand just because your fonts are like kind of crazy and funky. That's not true at all. Um, but I'm just giving you an example of like a lot of high-end brands just have actually very simple colors and fonts. Um, with colors, you want to keep it more simple. And that could mean you have a couple of bright colors. I'm not saying that, but you don't want to have like 10 different colors because that feels very all over the place and and like mismatched. But just kind of for a minute, take a step back and think about brands that you really like and that are more high end. What kind of colors are they choosing? And you, when I say colors, there's a whole 
thing based around color psychology. So if you don't know what that means, take a few minutes and Google color psychology for brands and you'll see all the different colors and what they mean. And you can see what colors brands choose for their business. So I don't have anything in front of me right now, but I do know the two colors for like luxury and high end are going to be black and purple. So the Dapper Dog box was a purple color. It was a lavender purple and it was really pretty, but purple is a is a color of luxury and so it's black. So a lot of high-end brands actually use black as one of their like dominant colors and everything. Black, white, maybe they have another color like gold. Um black, gold, purple. Those are like I think the three I think they're like the three like luxe colors. So um, I know one brand I was working with um, this past year to help her start her uh, hat company was the CEO Hat Club. And if you and I refer her all the time or I talk about her all the time because her th- this is an example of creating a high end brand like her branding is so on point. Everything is on point, And the colors that she uses are black, white, and I think like a gold color. So it's it's literally on point for the luxe color scheme. But think of colors that or sorry, think of the colors and think of how you want your customer to feel when they go to the website. So the reason colors are important is because they actually make your customer feel something. So before you make any crazy decisions, look look up, like spend time on color psychology and all the different colors make people feel things. So like, for example, orange is like a color for energy. Um, blue is a color for trust. And like, look at the companies that use blue. Facebook, um, a lot of banks will use the color blue because they want you to trust them. Um, I'm trying to think of other colors like red, I think is, uh, I don't know what red means. Like green is like, you know, peaceful Zen, um, which is why if you think of a lot of like health care brands and like yoga brands, they probably use green in their, in their branding. And that's not a coincidence. Like this is all on purpose. So you really want to spend some time and look at color psychology, um, But your visual branding is going to be one of the most important things. So if you are struggling with branding and you kind of you want to make a high more high end brand, but you don't know where to start, just get started with understanding color psychology. And um, there's a lot of resources out there. I know um, two people I know that I have worked with in different capacities, Docs Design, um, especially if you're a pet brand, like, oh my gosh, they just nail it. They actually just did, they're doing the illustrations for my children's book, which is going to be coming out in the fall. And, you know, Kayla is the person behind it. She's a genius and she is, you know, branding queen. So if you are a pet brand, she also works with non-pet brands too. But if if you are a pet brand, like she is a no-brainer to work with, but she also works with like a lot of other companies. So she does, you know, all sorts of branding from packaging to inserts to website, brand identity. She's amazing. Also, Annie Taylor Design, um, who's one of my clients. She's amazing. Absolutely obsessed with her. Um, She also does um, things like um, inserts, branding. So if you're someone who, you know, wants to change up your branding, she's a great person to look into as well. So I'm going to add both of their names to the show notes below, but definitely check them out. They're both amazing people and they can both definitely help you. Um, 
So I'm not going to focus on logos for this, but you know, your logo needs to be good as well. So I'll kind of leave it at that. The next thing is going to be your um, packaging. So packaging is a must have, and this is going to kind of fall into the customer experience bit, but packaging needs to be on point. So when I was creating my subscription box business, I knew that my, the boxes had to look really, really awesome. So I did go with a a company. Uh, what was the first box company with? I think it was not Packling, but one of those like one of those type companies. And I just got a simple logo made. I literally spent 20 bucks on my logo. <laughs> um, I got someone from Fiverr who I actually hate Fiverr. They, they generally are terrible, but you can find good people. I found this amazing girl from Indonesia who made my logo for me for like 20 bucks. And um, it was great. Like it was a great logo. I loved it. And I popped that onto a lavender colored box, kept it super simple. And that was my first box. And it, you know, it worked. Was it the best box ever? Hell no. Um, did I have room to grow? Of course I did. I didn't know how to make a box design then. Um, so my moral of every story is like, just get started, basically. Um, so I I use that for my packaging. But I, I, you know, when people are doing a subscription box or things like that, like they really struggle with what kind of box do I do? Do I do a simple white box with a sticker? Do I do a printed box? Do I, you know, invest in manufacturing and get a really cool design box? I think whatever you do is fine when you start off with. But if you really are trying to portray that like luxe high end experience and you're going to charge first, if it's a subscription box and you're going to be charging more than $30, I would suggest doing like at least a printed box with a nice color and your logo and stuff. And, you know, they are more expensive than like a plain box with a sticker. But if you're charging like premium dollars, if you're, and again, I don't want to give you an exact price point, but if you're the most expensive subscription box in your niche, then I'd probably recommend having a printed box just because you have to have that customer experience be really positive and packaging matters. Packaging really, really matters. If you're a newer business and you just can't afford it, then just do what you can to start off with. You know, I'm never going to tell you that you have to invest in expensive packaging, but it will be something that you have to work towards if you want to be a luxe or high-end brand. That is a that is a must-have. You have to have really cool packaging. Um, so yeah, packaging. Um, if you're an e-com, Etsy shop, you have a Shopify store, um, there's a lot of things you can do for simple packaging. And I actually have a YouTube episode about packaging. And I'm going to link that below. It's actually more for uh, my e-commerce people here. But I focus on um, uh, Harper has it is one brand that I focus on. And then I also focus on um, the CEO box, which is another client gifting service. And I focus on those two as a um, e-commerce packaging to kind of use for examples, because they both have awesome, awesome packaging. And actually, CEO Box is another example of more of a high-end client gifting service, and they do a fantastic job. Their um, branding is great. It's simple, but it's it's really great. And it's definitely a little bit more high-end, and so I love them. Um so yeah, packaging has to be on point for e-commerce. Um, you know, you can always just get a poly mailer bag and add a sticker. That That's okay, you know? Um, but if you really want to level up your experience for your, for your customers, then go to someone like, um, oh my God, I am just blanking on everything today. 
Um, I'm going to have to figure out the link of the company and, and add it below because I literally can't think of the name of the company right now. But they do, um, you can upload a design and they, they'll they print your poly mailers for you. So um, one example of this would be something like Soulful Scrunchies. So you can go to Instagram and find Soulful Scrunchies and see if you can find any examples of their packaging. But some of their packaging are their logo printed on a bag like a bunch of times. And it just looks amazing. It looks so pretty. And I just think that Madison did a fantastic job with the packaging for that company. So um, I will link the the name of the print below. I cannot believe I can't think of it right now. But you can do a printed poly mailer and it will look really good. And that's better than like a simple plain bag with a sticker. But if you just simply can't afford a printed branded poly mailer bag right now, then do what you can. It's, it's fine. But you want to move towards that printed poly mailer. So, all right, the next thing, oh, sorry, and inserts. So when it comes to packaging, the other key part of that is your inserts. So what your what, what printed products you're putting inside the packaging. Those are extremely important. For the Dapper Dog Box, I had these beautiful cards made and they just, they were so beautiful. Um, but you have to have a really nice looking card on the inside of your packaging. So um, that is a place where you want to invest. Find a designer. You can literally find a graphic designer on. Um, you can use Annie Taylor Design, one of my clients. She does. Um, she has beautiful, beautiful. Um, she creates beautiful inserts that you can include in your packaging, and you can print those at like Vistaprint. If you don't want to do, if you don't want to work with someone, then find someone on Upwork. You could do a freelancer who could create something for you. But inserts, I strongly believe are one of the most important things that you need to create for your business. Because when someone opens up your package, that's that's the 100% the first impression that they're getting. And you want to nail that. And so you want to nail that with any other information they need to know, a place where they can follow you on social media. Like you can't just assume that because someone buys something from you that they're already following you on social. It, it doesn't mean that. So um, I would just keep that in mind and you want to really nail down your inserts that go inside of the package. All right, the next part. So we talked about unique selling proposition. We talked about visual branding. We talked about, pro I'm sorry, we talked about packaging. So the number four is product photos. So this is a must have. Product photos are one of the most important things that you need for your business. And something that I, I really talk about a lot in my course that I'm actually relaunching in September. It is called the Slay and Scale Product Academy. So if you are a, uh, a business who is looking to grow, looking to scale, and you are looking for some support, uh, my course will be perfect for you. So we launch in September. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. It's called the Slay and Scale Product Academy. Um, for the last six months, I have been building that course out with a group of 24 amazing business owners and it was called the growth academy accelerator so you if you follow me on instagram you've probably seen me talk about this gaa course a lot because i absolutely love it it's been incredible to create this with these amazing people in my program and i'm rebranding it and re you know taking feedback from them making it better and then relaunching that in september so just a few weeks away actually when this airs it's probably going to be launching right now so Definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. But if you are looking to, you have a subscription box, you have a Shopify store, and you're not 
you know, you're making, let's say, you're making under $10,000 a month. So if you're making over 10000 I think the course could still be good for you. But if you're making under $10,000 per month, then this course is for you. It's literally everything that I have learned over the last five years um, broken up into four areas of a framework. So systems, uh, visibility and marketing, sales channels, and then community. Um, community and growing your super fans. So those are my four pillars, um, my four pillar framework for my for my course. And that is what I teach you in the course. So it's literally like a product business MBA without the $200,000 price tag. It is everything that you need to grow your business. And I'm so proud of it. And again, um, the Slay and Scale Product Academy. So if you are looking to grow your product business, if you have a subscription box business and you're, you know, you're under a thousand subscribers, then this course is for you. If you have a Shopify store and you're making under $10,000 per month, then this course is perfect for you. So anyway, um, I, I talk about all these things in this episode in that course and product photos is something that I really talk about a lot. I'm very passionate about it because it does make a difference for your business. So if you can level up your product photos, and when I say product photos, I also mean lifestyle photos. So However you need to do it to get photos of people using your product, you have to focus on product photos. So um, I worked with a company called Happy Host Event in a Box, and they launched, uh, I think, in June of this year. And they I really, <laughs> they told me that one of the, you know, working with me, one of the key things they took away from our experience working together, and one of the best things that I really imposed on them was to do a product photo photo shoot. So they got together, they found a lifestyle photographer or a product photographer in their area in North Carolina. And they got a bunch of people together, they created the different scenes using their product. And they had this amazing photo shoot. And it's all people, it's people with the product using the product. And holy crap, when I say they nailed it, they nailed it. So if you need to check them out, I'm going to link their name below. Happy Host Event in a Box. They're amazing. They sell these beautiful um, you know, event boxes like wine and cheese night and other things that you can grab. So um, but they just nailed their photography. So you can check their stuff out on their website or their Instagram and you can kind of see what I'm referring to. But photos with people will always convert better. So you really have to get some great photos done. And that's a must-have for a high-end business. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to talk about is customer experience. And I'm going to clump a couple things into that. So this is going to be just a quick little way to end this episode. Customer experience. So if you have a high-end or you want to have a high-end product or high-end brand, you have to have an impeccable customer experience. So that's going to be everything from your website, your product photos, your social media, your email campaigns, uh, the packaging, the inserts, it all flows together into how to create an amazing customer experience. So basically for this your website, you know, the website has to look good. If you're a high-end brand, your website has to be on point. So if you kind of don't know what I'm referring to, then, you know, if you look at your website and you're like, hmm, I'm not sure this looks very good, then it probably means that it doesn't look good. <laughs> so um, you want to you want to make it look better. So honestly, here's the here's me spilling the tea. 
if you want to improve your your website, there's one thing that you have to nail. Your product photos. Product photos are what makes a website look good. If your product photos are not great, then your website won't look good. So, um, and I don't even know. I probably, probably every podcast episode, I talk about product photos because that's how much I firmly believe in them. I found a photographer when I was launching the Dapper Dog Box. I found a photographer in my area in Southern California. I want to say I paid him two to $300 and he did all of my original photos of the boxes, products inside, my dog on the beach with the box um, for like two to $300 because he was a photographer who was new and he was looking to establish uh, a portfolio. So he needed photos for his portfolio. So I got a really good deal. So a lot of people just assume that product photography is not something that they can afford, but you can find people if you're just a little bit creative. So you know, look on places like nextdoor.com to try to find someone in your neighborhood. Reach out to colleges. Like colleges have photography students. Photography students probably need to do, you know, they need to do projects and portfolio work. So you could always reach out to a university or college in your area and just see if there's some someone there that, you know, you could work with and maybe they could get credit or you could give them, you could pay them a little bit or something. Um, there are product photography people that can help you. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of options for you. So just don't like discount product photography. It's so important and it will make your website better. So, um, so with customer experience, like you have to make sure the website's nailed down. You have to make sure all those other touch points that your customer gets from you are they all look they have to look good you know that's the biggest thing that that separates a high-end brand from a non-high-end is the customer experience and the customer experience is all those different touch points that a customer touches to receive your product so from the ordering like how easy is it for people to order on your website um how how are the emails that come to the customer after you order right um, are you ge- are you keeping them updated on shipping information? Um, when you send them the package, how does the packaging look? Is it like thrown into a poly mailer bag or is it nice and organized and nice and clean? Um, how are the inserts inside? So you have to really think about all those different points. And that is what creates a customer experience and a positive one. So Anyway, um, that is it for this episode. I I love talking about high-end brands. So again, if you are someone who either you're looking to make your brand more high-end, more luxury, and you kind of don't know what to do, please reach out to me on Instagram. I have an idea for something that I want to create because creating a high-end brand for a product business is something that I'm very passionate about, if you can't tell. And people need help with this. You know, it's something that I had to learn over the years of, of doing a business, but people do need help and it can feel hard to know, well, how do I make my packaging look better? How do I make my website look better? How do I improve my customer experience? It's a lot of things. So if you're feeling confused, you, you know, that's how everyone feels like this stuff is hard to do. So if you are someone who is looking to do that, definitely reach out to me on Instagram. I have some ideas. I would love to get your feedback. And then to keep your eyes peeled for the Slay and Scale Product Academy, because I cover all these things inside my course. So everything from product positioning 
to a little bit on branding, product photos, packaging, and customer experience. Those are These are literally my jam. I love talking about them. I love teaching them. So if you are looking to grow your business, this course is going to be for you. And I cannot wait to get that in front of you. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And I appreciate you listening. And I appreciate you all the amazing messages I get from you on Instagram telling me that you're loving the podcast and you're you know learning so much. So if you've not already done so, please go ahead and tap that subscribe button below and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have not left a review on um, Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and leave a review. I literally love getting them. I read every single one. They literally make my entire day and my entire week. Um, if you're not sure what to write, tell me what you like about the podcast. Tell me what you learned from an episode. Tell me what wins you've had. If you've listened to an episode or a few and you've implemented something and it's worked for you, please tell me and you can leave that as your review. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.